In a world where challenges are inevitable and the storms of life are unpredictable, we often find ourselves wondering how to navigate through the chaos. But what if, in the midst of adversity, we could not only survive, but thrive? In this episode, Alison Wyman, a caregiving attorney, consultant, and coach, shines a light on the ways to navigate the storms of life, and how through personal experience, she's learned ways to transform life's hardships into opportunities for growth and empowerment. Join us as we explore the connections between mindset and the ability to level up in the face of adversity. We explore what Allison calls the soul questions of the Mind Game podcast and how the conversation that never finished in our podcast training breakout group created the opportunity to connect and learn more. We dig into how we shift from knowing to doing, from thought to action, and how reflecting on the barrier may help us step forward. We delve into yin yoga and explore the idea that the pose really begins when you want it to end, just as staying present in the hard conversations begins when you might want the conversation to end. We explore how the storms of life may break us, but like the Japanese art of kintsugi, the golden repairs are to be celebrated rather than hidden. What if what breaks you really shapes you into the unique person you are truly meant to be? Let's join part two of the conversation with Allison. Welcome to Mind Game, a podcast to level up your life. My name is Stephanie Payne Show, and I'm excited for you to join me on a journey behind the scenes where we'll dig into the stories of resilience, mindset, and unlock the simple habits that will help you change the game. Before we dive in, I want to express our gratitude for your continued support. Your energy powers our quest to provide content that encourages you to unlock new levels of personal growth and step out of your own comfort zone. If you're inspired by an idea or have a suggestion for a future topic, connect with us at mindgamelevelupyourlife.com. Your feedback is a power-up that helps us continue on this epic adventure. So if you're ready to get out of your own way and explore what you didn't know you needed to know, you've come to the right place. So buckle up, open up your mind. It's time to level up. And I'm curious, I'm like, tell me more about that. What does human design mean? And how does that, I'm, I'm like, I just, I love to learn. And I think, um, yeah, I just, it resonates with me what you're doing. And I think mm. it's at a point in life where I'm moving through and will will likely at some point deal with some of those pieces. I see friends dealing with that. And how do you, how do you hold space and support others? That would, that would be a question I guess I would pose to your community would be, um, Definitely as a caregiver, what do I do? But how do, how do I support the caregivers in my life? Like, what is it that I can do to support them as they navigate the journey with others? People don't know how to engage or how to support because they don't want to do it wrong. But maybe it's mm -hmm. just that you reach out and you try. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And this just, it, I, I think a lot of people have that question and it just gave me an idea. So stay tuned because that question will be showing up on Perfect. the Cozy Caregiver Cafe. The other thing I just wanted to mention, planning mm -hmm. and thinking through what a caregiving process looks like for aging parents is, I think, the ultimate level up because it is leveling up before you even need to, right? And so it is, it is so 
much easier to see, wow, I'm in a bad state right now and I don't want to be here. And so the way through this is by, you know, walking through hell and then shifting that energy and moving up, elevating myself. People people can understand that even though it's very difficult to do. I think that it takes a, ve- a, a very special person to say things aren't bad right now, but this is light. And so this is how I'm going to level up not only my experience, but my whole family's experience. This is how I'm going to step up and be a leader for my family is not just leading in a crisis, but leading before that crisis hits. Because I know this storm is coming. I know this storm is coming. We all do. So I really love the idea of leveling up as it applies to caregiving until I sat with you. It's not something that I had put together, these two concepts, but I really appreciate you bringing that to the forefront. Thank you. It was a mind game level up your life was a probably an edgier choice than I had thought I would go down when I was trying to pick a name. I've got a couple other questions, just some of the the key ones I want to want to hit. But I, I want to talk about this for just a minute. The Because every time I, I learn something, it goes back to how do I see it and what's my perspective and do I put it into action? And you said earlier, or maybe it was in your course, taking it from caring thought into meaningful action. And so that was the challenge to myself that I have listened to all sorts of, of books. I have attempted to do different pieces. I've been more successful in the fitness piece. I've been consistent for 460 days. And that's, yeah, that was my 46 was all about the, the fitness. So that's going at least 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day. So after I'm done this podcast, I haven't because we had meetings today, I didn't get to go for a walk at lunch. And so what I'm going to do is at least 10 minutes of yoga, which will just help to settle my brain. But 10 minutes at least, usually that turns into more. And then I, for I keep you. going. Thank you. It's uh, some That's days amazing. I don't feel like it, but I, I do it anyway. But it's 10 minutes. I can do 10 minutes. And so I think the, the taking it, taking to action is always where I think the, the challenge is. So do you have any suggestions for people, whether it's connected to caregiving or just when somebody you love to learn about it. You've learned about it. But how do I get to action? Is there any habits or any strategies that you suggest to people to kind of make that leap and be brave and start? Is there anything that you've done in life that helps you or maybe a habit that you've used to help level up that way? It's a great question. I want to make sure I'm understanding. Are you talking about in the caregiving context, or are we, are we just sort of broadening it, which is fine, to the life context? I think if you want to talk about life in general, or if you want to stick okay. to caregiving, that's completely up to you. I was so, just thinking there might be something that you do in life or that you've coached people to do that would apply at multiple multiple stages. It's a heavy question for Wednesday night. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. And I'm not sure if there's ever an easy answer to the how do I move from the thought and the idea of I want to do this into taking that action. Well, so I think that it's one of those challenges where the reason for inaction becomes really important. And so sometimes people aren't willing to level up by taking action, which I completely agree, right? It's that 10 seconds of courage, whatever you want to call it. But the taking action, I completely agree. 
that is that is the courage and that's how we level up by actually doing and some people don't want to do that because they feel like they don't know enough right and so to me it's not necessarily just and i fall into this category it's not just necessarily making sure that they're learning but it's working through some of those mental barriers of why is it that you think and I say this to myself, why is it I think I can think my way out of something when I need to do something? I can't think my way out of this. I can't think my way into action. I just have to take action. And so I would say that the barrier of why someone isn't acting is really important. Sometimes people don't feel worthy of what is on the other side of that action and so there there is a level of self-sabotage i think we all have experienced that and so i'm not trying to call anybody out but if no i would if, i would put my hand up as a recovering perfectionist right. like i'm pretty good at that i, th- I and think if, we all if people are. if people don't feel like they deserve a different life which is why they'd want to level up because they've made mistakes in the past or because they're not where they thought that they would be in their career or in their family then that's going to hold a person back from taking action into this next life and so for me it really becomes what is the question becomes not why the question isn't how to how do you make somebody act it's really for me why isn't somebody acting Right. And then how do you sit with that and how do you help them move through that? Very powerful, because sometimes we get so caught up in the in the not doing, we forget to look at why I might not be doing it and what might be one of the things that's holding me me up. And you talked about boundaries earlier. And so what are some of the other barriers I might have put in place or beliefs that I don't know I'm holding on to? from previous things. There is a fantastic book. And when you said self-sabotage, it's actually called Self-Sabotage No More mm-hmm. by Jenny Potter. And she goes into the unprocessed emotions that we hold and the programming of our subconscious. And I think I read another another book or it might be in hers, but it talks about if if you're on a bus and you think that's the exit I'm getting off on, that's the fitness, that's the healthy, I'm going to eat healthy food, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to plant, talk to my parents about planning what the future will look like. And we get close to that exit and the bus is starting to go into that lane. And then all of a sudden it ends up back in there and you miss the exit and you think, oh, how did that happen? And and the author talks about, and I can't remember if it's Jenny Potter or or another book that I've read. your subconscious is actually the one driving the bus. You thought you were in control, but you're not. It's those belief systems that were established really early on in life that we sometimes forget we we can actually change. We just don't know why we missed that. And it must be me or I I struggle as a recovering perfectionist. I like to say recovering perfectionist, thinking I'm getting slightly better at (laughs) at the perfection piece where I'll start a podcast. And I'll, I'll do the course and I'll do that for my birthday because that was three months away. And then I'll, you know, I should probably record some interviews, but then that got pushed off. And then, then 47 <laughs> was coming quickly and I was going to release on that date. But I came up with all sorts of reasons. My email list isn't ready. I don't have the perfect website. I, I'm not sure if I know enough people to talk to. Will anybody listen? Like the, the mind games that started to play for me, it got really intense right before I went to hit publish, but it's that, that level up. And I think it's the, 
the why. And sometimes you don't see that why until you talk to someone else and they can reflect some of those pieces back. And I think that's, that was the gift in some of those breakout sessions was the permission to be human, the permission to choose a topic that matters to you and to just be messy. I think Kelsey, who was one of our coaches said, don't even listen to your first so many episodes. They'll get better. You'll find your voice. So I'm not sure if recovering perfectionist you, you can relate to, but I really resonate with that. Absolutely. The reason for inaction is, is maybe the thing you're not looking, looking at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think entrepreneurship, somebody else has said this, but entrepreneurship is incredibly revealing in that way, right? Because when you're part of a larger organization, which I've been, or when you are a one woman shop, which I am now, you, mm-hmm. it's a different mindset. When you're part of a larger organization, if something doesn't happen, there's always someone else to blame. Yeah. When you are an entrepreneur, if something isn't yeah. happening, um, you, you, you have to own that it's you. And so yeah. I really love that element of entrepreneurship in that I feel like it keeps me the most honest that maybe I've ever been and in, in integrity in that sense in my life. And I don't mean that I'm telling lies to other people, but I cannot tell a lie to myself in entrepreneurship because yeah. I have to own the ultimate outcomes of what happens and what doesn't happen. Well said. And, and it makes me think of, I think it was another TikTok video because apparently they come up quite often for me, but this one really stuck with me. He said, the magic is in the mess or the work that you are avoiding. What you're avoiding is what you need to do to get to where you want to go. And I thought, yes, I think we can probably all relate to that in some way, shape or or form. There's life is busy and there's lots going on, but there are so many opportunities to connect or call a friend and have a conversation and reach out and say, like, I need help to brainstorm, to join different groups online, to connect with people who are going through similar things and brainstorming some of those. I just oh. add something in. So you mentioned yoga and I'm, I'm, I love yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. And one of my favorite quotes is in yoga, the pose starts when you want it to end. When you want to get out of the yoga pose, that's when the yoga pose truly starts. I don't know you if say, you listen do. to that again. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put that on the screen. Like, I don't know. If know that again. I don't I yeah. don't know if you do yin yoga. Is that something? Are you familiar? I don't think I've tried. I, I follow just some basic YouTubers for, okay. for yoga. It's definitely an area that I would love to get into more. So t- tell us about the about that. Well, so my guess, my guess is that you're probably doing some sort of vinyasa yoga, which is flowing from one okay. to another, or hatha yoga, which is holding poses for longer periods. But it's maybe a bit clunkier because you're not moving gracefully from one position to another. But in yin yoga, you hold certain poses for a long time, three to 10 minutes. And wow. you hold them. And it is, I mean, I feel like I, I get emotional just thinking about it because it is so incredible what comes up when you want to leave a pose, but you you, you you can't in a sense, like you want to keep moving. You want to keep moving. In fact, many yoga teachers will tell you that the hardest pose for all of their students is Shavasana. 
because all you have all you're supposed to do is just lay there on your back and receive but that's really really hard and so in yin yoga you're holding poses and you're holding them for a longer period of time and you can leave the pose of course if you're feeling pain don't do that pose right. leave that pose safely but if there's no pain and it's more just discomfort with being in this pose and being still, you of course can tap out, but I truly feel like the level up there is to stay, to stay and look that pose and look yourself in the eye and say, why is it that I'm so uncomfortable here? Why is it I'm so uncomfortable being still in this pose? What is it? What is it that's keeping me from just relaxing into this. So I just wanted to share that. That's fantastic because one of the questions I was going to ask that I want to ask all the guests is what's a habit or a strategy that you use to level up your life? And I think you segued into that perfectly. And it makes sense to me. I, I find it would be more vinyasa. I like I like to flow from one to the next. I'm I'm trying to learn about meditation. I, I just finished Joe Dispenza's book on this <gasps> book Supernatural. So I'm trying to work on meditation and how can that help me to level up and, and the Newtonian way of thinking versus the quantum field and what's available and how to how does energy flow and all, that we're really electromagnetic beings, which was interesting because in the news today, the, I, I'm laughing because he had a whole section on solar flares. And recently there was a fairly major solar flare. And on the radio, as I was driving, they said the solar flare was on Saturday, it'll hit Earth this week. And any and so they were talking about the electromagnetic interference for cell phones and for computers and for the internet and Wi-Fi. They said you'll have technology-related problems. It's related to the electromagnetic energy that came from the sun. Uh, Joe Dispenza's research talks about that we're all really made of electromagnetic energy and we're not matters and particles, we're waves and energy. And so when we when there are solar flares, that actually impacts us. And he says, if you look back in history, anytime there is war, a major innovative period, disease or those types of things, he said, it's usually linked to a major solar flare and solar flares because the earth protects us from a lot of the electromagnetic radiation. But when there's so much more makes it through and because we are energy and waves, it actually impacts how we feel and how we engage and it will either elevate so if I'm in a creative state, it'll probably push me into a more creative state. So we'll see more innovation. Uh, if I'm in a high anxious state, it'll push me up. And if I'm in a depressed state, it'll push me down. And so we'll see conflict or we'll see other things happening. And I think that's, it, it, it's an interesting, it was really interesting to me that that came up, but also interesting that you say the holding of poses, because that is, that would be harder to stay in a pose and hold it is hard. I, I liken that also to my workouts. I follow Carolyn Gervin. I think she's out of Ireland. I found her on YouTube. She has, I just subscribed to her app. I just do whatever Carolyn says for the next 40 seconds or 30, whenever she says, I just do that for the next so many. But the mind games, the weights are too heavy. Maybe I need to get lighter weight. I don't know if I can do two more rounds of this or one ended with 100 burpees. Uh, if that didn't teach you to get back up if, after you fell down, like to keep getting back up. But it's that whole just keep going. It's hard, but you can lift that. It's, you know, don't obviously keep the weights going if you're going to hurt yourself. But that idea where you said it begins 
when you think it ends. That is a really interesting concept for me. And so with yoga, I'm going, I'm going to think about when that, when I want out, what, what is it that, what is that telling me? So I thank mm-hmm. you for, for bringing well, that. Of course. And it, and what I, I, I mean, I love the way you synthesize things and it's also in yoga. I also think about in holding poses and wanting out. It's the same as having these really important caregiving and legacy conversations with people that you love. I mean, yes, you can tap out. Yes, you can avoid them. Yes, you can have them for a little bit and then you can shut it down. Of course. But the true gold, we know that, is if you stay. If you stay. Because in yoga, when you stay in a pose, your body opens to it. It opens to the receptivity of the energy that that pose is offering you and your body thinks into it. And that it has to be, I think, ultimately the same way when it comes to talking to your families about the most difficult and arguably the most important thing that your family is going to go through. And I really want I really, really want people, Stephanie, to not miss out on those conversations because after somebody dies, you don't get to have them. I mean, you like I, I believe in energy I, and I am a Reiki practitioner. And so I deeply believe in connecting to people, particularly, you know, after they've passed. I believe that. With that said, in this human form, you don't get to have those conversations. You don't get to go back and learn. You don't get to go back and say, I love you. And you don't get to go back and say, I forgive you. And I'm sorry. Like that's what everybody needs to hear. And ultimately I think that having these conversations can not only prepare caregivers and make their lives so much easier, but it can be the, like the wonderful bookends to a life. And I really want all families to be able to do that. I think you you summed it up so so very well and it makes sense that yoga and reiki are are part of what you do because that energy energy comes through and I, and I hope to our listeners you can hear that inner voice and that energy resonates with you as well. So I mentioned earlier this is the the Dwayne Johnson, the rock question. He, he said in one of the motivational talks that I listened to, that's what I listen to while I walk, not, not music. I listen to meditations and, and people speaking and celebrities. Sometimes it's athletes and they're giving you these, it's these clips of different motivational speeches set to music. So I walk really fast when I listen to them. No, don't walk too fast on the ice these days. That is a little dangerous here. Uh, I noticed you were snow shoveling in one of the, the videos. So I know what that is, but he said, he was cut from football. So he was cut from football. And that's when he decided wrestling was the thing that he's going to do. And so he said, football was the best thing that never happened to him. So is there a best thing that never that you thought this was where life was going? And the best thing took you in a direction that opened up a whole other journey for you? I mean, I would say that that is the story of my professional life. I was in my dream job at my dream law f- off law firm and 3 weeks in my life was completely routed so that when i came back a year later when i came back to my job the job was the same but i was different and so my dreams were different 
I really love this question, Stephanie, because for a very, very, very long period, I mean years, I thought that there was something wrong with me. Because how does a dream, and it's not that a dream dies, but how does a dream just disappear like that? And especially when it's a dream that's had a lot of work that goes towards it, right? And I felt very, I definitely felt like a failure, I think, because I no longer had the same ambitions post-caregiving for my mom that I did beforehand. I had, I was still ambitious, but not in the same way. And my body and my training and my mind were set on one program that just no longer fit my soul. So if anyone else can relate, you are not alone. It took me a very long time to understand that this is uh, a phenomenon that's experienced by many former caregivers, and it's why I really like to shine a light on that. So the best thing that never happened to me was being able to stay at that law firm and grow into the lawyer I thought that I was supposed to be because that lawyer wouldn't be here doing this work. And this is truly my life's work. If if God has given me a mission on this earth, which I am you know, determined to fulfill, it is this. And I wouldn't be doing this if I were doing that. Thank you for sharing and for your feedback on the question because I, there's a few key questions that I want to ask every guest and, and that's very powerful. The, the program you thought you wanted to be in, that changed. And, and I also think it's an interesting reflect on society that we make people feel that that's not okay, that choosing to do something that's making a difference to people doesn't matter as much as working at this spot or that spot, right? That we would begin to doubt ourselves. So I think that's, that's our level up as humans for each other is to support people as they make those changes to shine those lights. Like you said, I love that analogy of be the light that you can help support your family, that you choose something that lights you up. Mm -hmm. There is actually research in the, in Dr. Joe Dispenza's book. He says, when people find their joy and their passion. And one video said authenticity. When you are truly aligned with your purpose, the, and I don't have the right technological name for the machine that measures that electromagnetic energy, he said, but you can see people are brighter when they are lit up with that purpose. They are excited to be there and they're just resonating at a whole other vibrational level. And, and that's the goal of this podcast is to connect people with people they didn't know they needed to meet so that you can up your vibrational level, that you can see that you are not alone, that there are many connections and ways to navigate those storms that we're all going to go through and that you can be prepared. You can level up in advance so that you can navigate it more smoothly. I think you did an amazing job on that question. The, the last question that I have for you, and this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I just, I feel re-energized and, and lighter just having had the conversation with you. And I hope that's how our listeners oh, I are absolutely well. do. And, and we'll have to connect again just to, to continue. I would, would love to continue conversations with you in the future. My last question is, you're a parent. I, I'm a parent of a teenager. You have a young child. What would, and, and just thinking about as they grow up, but also what would you say to your younger self? 
about how to navigate through life. Was there any words of advice you would leave for yourself? Oh my goodness. These are the, these are the questions of the soul. So I like that. That's what I'm going to call them. I, one of my favorite quotes, and I, I think about it a lot as it relates to caregiving and as it relates to my life is that the world breaks everyone, but some are stronger in the broken places. And so it's really not a question of if something will break you, it's a question of when. And then the true question becomes, what do you do with that? And how can you level up from that experience? And I, I just love that quote because the younger version of me, the younger adult or even the older child, I think, thought that feeling broken was a weakness, right? That that like feeling broken was the thing that was wrong. And what I really love is that I, I believe that life is beautiful and good. And of course, things happen, which are unfortunate and unexplainable. But I, I ultimately believe that life is good. And even though life is good, things can happen that are so traumatic that they can break you. But that doesn't mean that you're broken forever. In fact, it's like the Japanese art of piecing things back together with gold, right? Like we become an even more beautiful, more vibrant form of ourselves. And the fact that we were broken is not only woven into our fabric and something that needs to be hid, but something that's accentuated and something that makes us entirely who we are. Well said. You have the most amazing way to bring it all together. And I just feel every time you're speaking, I'm like, yes, that that's it. I was thinking of the same. I was like the the putting it back together and the gold that gets woven in. I love those questions and that, that you called them soul, questions of the soul. And I thank you for the time that you've invested to have a conversation with me tonight. I know this will resonate with so many of our viewers because it is something that we will all experience at some point in our lives. So I'd invite you to follow Allison on social media, to check out her Facebook group or become a possible member of her future community that she just mentioned here today. I will include all of that information down below in the podcast. Thank you, Allison, from the bottom of my heart. Your energy, like I said, it, it spoke to me from the moment we ended up in that breakout room and then we got cut off at that last minute and we were just about to have this conversation. I thought that well, the universe must have been saying that's who you need to talk the to. The best conversation that so never happened. happened. Right? Yes, that was the best conversation that never happened because if we hadn't been in there and it hadn't maybe cut off, I don't, I don't know if we would have attempted to right? to connect. Absolutely. And I, I think that's the best part. So I, I think that's fantastic. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me tonight. I know it's been a, an amazing learning journey for me, and that will help me level up my life. And I have some ideas for our episode challenge. So stay tuned to the outro here in a moment. It will give you episode. I'm not sure what number this will be yet, but it will give the challenge for the episode. So thank you so much, Allison. I so very much appreciate you making time to join us. And thank you to everyone who is listening tonight. And those really are the soul questions of the Mind Game podcast from the ultimate level up to the rebuild. It is possible to not only survive the known storms of life, it is possible to thrive. 
I hope you've enjoyed learning with Allison as much as I have. I truly appreciate the energy she brings and how fortunate her clients and students are to plan ahead for difficult times with someone who has walked this path. Thank you, Allison. We reflected on the sometimes difficult move from knowing to meaningful action and how confronting the barriers that are slowing us down may be the first courageous step we take. We explored yin yoga and the idea that the pose really begins when you want it to end and how what surfaces during the discomfort might be the key to moving forward. The soul questions reminded us again that the nevers often push us toward our true purpose and Allison shared one of her favorite quotations about how the world breaks everyone but some are stronger in the broken places. In fact, what we first see as broken is an opportunity for growth and a chance to piece ourselves back together with the golden threads of our life, which in fact reveal the stories of our lives and often show who we truly are. So in the end, the level up is to prepare ahead to have the hard conversations so that when the time comes, you can do the best you can knowing your loved ones have guided your way back to calmer waters. If you're curious about how your family can learn more about preparing for the caregiver journeys ahead, I'm excited to share that I've partnered with Allison. Check out the Mind Game website to learn more about her free masterclass, the Cozy Caregiver Cafe, and how your family wins in caregiving course. Thank you for listening. Here's your Mind Game episode challenge. Share this episode and reflect on a never that's made you who you are. Hashtag it, level up your life. Thank you for choosing to listen to Mind Game, a podcast to level up your life. We hope that you've enjoyed the insights, inspiration, and habits shared in this episode. Your support is a game changer, and we are incredibly grateful to be on this journey with such an amazing community of listeners. If you have any wonders, questions, or suggestions about this or future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on social media and share your feedback. Remember, you can catch all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us bring valuable content to you, our listeners. Don't want to miss the next episode? Join our Facebook group and email list and get ahead of the game. Until next time, remember to mind the game so that you can get out of your own way and level up your life.